double standards do not diminish the reality of the truth. But oftentimes we may judge other people for an experience we can't see. If you want to be considered, be considerate. If you want to be loved, be loving. They feel like it's okay for me to do X, Y, and Z, but yet they have a problem with A, B, and C. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Confidence Restored Podcast presented by CC America, also known as Confidence Centers of America and hosted by Tamaria Jordan. This is a show designed to help you build your confidence, increase your faith, and get mentally fit to overcome any trials and tribulations you may encounter. Through personal testimonies of faith, inspiration, and transformation, Tamaria and guests seek to inspire and uplift you. This message is delivered by us, CCing you on lessons learned in hopes of encouraging you regardless of where you are in life. Enjoy the show. Welcome to another live taping of the Confidence Restored podcast. I am your host, Tamaria Jordan. And tonight I am coming to you with another interesting episode, but tonight this is a real topic and I will say it's real, it's relevant, and I think it's on time with regard to the day and age in which we live. And tonight's topic is about double standards. So if you know about this show, you know we're all about sharing stories of faith, inspiration, and transformation. And for me, This is one that hits home primarily because as someone who prides themselves on treating others fairly and treating others with respect, I can say that I have not always encountered that being given in return. So double standards, I actually wrote the post in February of 2016, believe it or not. So I've been blogging for quite some time and I started blogging on my blog, T. Allen Inspires. Um, way back when. So it's definitely been a labor of love. I started sharing inspirational quotes and it was called While You Wait 101, inspiring the lives of others through service, dedication, and faith is essentially what I wanted to do. I wanted to be able to share my own personal testimonies, stories that are real relevant and important so that individuals could realize that they could have their confidence restored, their faith restored, their belief restored, their hope restored. And knowing that no matter what we may face in this life, it doesn't mean it's the end. It doesn't mean that we aren't going to be able to get back up from whatever that challenge is. So the reason that I wanted to focus on this topic is because it's something that happens quite often And I think we see it when dealing with relationships and those relationships don't have to be just romantic. It could be with friends. It could be with family. It could be with colleagues. We see it happening in politics all the time. So I looked up the definition of double standards and Merriam-Webster defines it as a set of principles that applies differently and usually more rigorously to one group of people or circumstances than to another. So when you think about what's been happening um, in the United States and also in other countries, I find it hilarious sometimes and, and not in a laughing matter, but just funny that people do not see the issues with certain things when it applies to certain people. So for instance, if you have a problem with guns being in the hands of some, but not others, you have to really check your motives. If you have a problem 
with, say, for instance, lying. But if you think lying is okay, depending on whether or not you're the person doing it, then that is a problem. It's a double standard because essentially you are now setting a different standard for yourself than you've set for other people. And if you think about it, many people have set standards are really high for other people and they might set the bar low for themselves. So I like to believe if you want to be respected, be respectful. If you want to be considered, be considerate. If you want to be loved, be loving. I don't feel like it's a difficult concept to grasp, but I feel like in the world and the day in which we live, people are just selfish. And it's unfortunate that that's the situation that we're in, but you see it all the time. Individuals, I like to say, they will create the fire and then get mad at you because you didn't put it out, but you didn't create it. They did, but they want you to put out a fire that they started. And so we're not firefighters in this thing called life. And I'm grateful for the individuals who have chosen to firefight as their profession. I don't mean this in a literal sense, but figuratively speaking, if someone else creates a fire in their life, it is not your responsibility to put out that fire that they created, especially if they're going to keep setting them. So when you think about bias and you think about double standards, there's so many of them that exist. So I will use some of my own personal examples when you think about double standards. And an example is, say for instance, if you are someone in the workplace, and this has actually happened to me on several occasions, which unfortunately, sad to say that it happens, but it's a reality. So I have been yelled at, at in the workplace by colleagues who think this is acceptable behavior. What I always find interesting is those same people, when the shoe is on the other foot, they can't handle the heat. So they're okay with talking down to yelling at mistreating or whatever the case may be other individuals. But when they meet a match, they meet someone who meets them where they are and they tend to have a problem with that type of response. So I like to say, if you don't like the response, you may want to take a step back and say, what did I do to contribute to this response? Because essentially what you're doing is you have created a double standard where you are expecting to be respected. You're expecting individuals to talk to you in a certain manner or with a certain tone. Meanwhile, you think it's okay to disrespect or talk to someone in a different tone or a different manner. And last week, um, unfortunately, was the anniversary of my great-grandmother's death. And it was a tough time for me because I often think about her life. And I think about the lessons that she taught me. And one of those lessons is don't be a piano. And what I will say is in the words of SZA, <laughs> it hits different now. I'm an adult and I've had life experiences where I realized that don't be a piano. And for me, what I take away from that is don't let other people play you. So I am a nice person. I'm very kind, but I will very tactfully help someone understand if they have made me feel uncomfortable. And I used to say, if I'm uncomfortable, we're all going to be uncomfortable. But again, that's my confidence being restored. That's my faith 
and who God called me to be. That's me knowing who I am. And there's nothing wrong with knowing who you are, knowing whose you are and not allowing people to mistreat you, not allowing the enemy to lie to you. And he can do that through your own thoughts. He can do that through other people. He can do that through situations. He can do that through circumstances. And the Bible reminds us that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but sometimes it sure does feel like it. (laughs) Um, And so I have to oftentimes repent of allowing myself to let the enemy get to me and get under my skin because at the end of the day, I'm human, just like everyone else. I put my pants on one leg at a time. And there are things in our society historically that have taken a long time to get to a place of equality. And even still, there are things that are not equal. So when we think about the suffrage movement, when we think about slavery, when we think about racism, these are all things that were created because of a double standard. If you can't stand to see or you don't want to see, or you don't want to think about your family being enslaved, then why do you think it's okay to do it to someone else? So what I find interesting in the great debate about education is we don't want to teach our kids about slavery, but imagine the millions of people who had to endure the horror of slavery and their families that have been essentially, and I hate to use this word, but it's, it's a real word, but it, I think it exemplifies exactly what it was like. They raped them of their future and they are trying to hide their past because it doesn't make them feel comfortable. But guess what? We're not here for your comfort. And so the fact that you think it's okay for you to teach your version of history and leave out the reality of the truth is again, a double standard. So for anyone that thinks that way, if they take a step back and they really think about it, like, wait a minute, what if my family's history was erased? So I know for a lot of people, when they started to take down the Confederate statues, it created a lot of issues because individuals had a problem with the fact that a part of their history felt like it was being erased. But think about the people, the forgotten people, the people who didn't have a voice. I recall, actually after Thanksgiving, I had made a Thanksgiving post and it was eye-opening for me and a good reminder that sometimes in life, the things that we think about or the things that we see, it may not impact us, but that's because we aren't the people that went through the struggle that that person may have gone through. We never know what's happening behind someone's closed door. So that's why I always believe in being kind and treating people nice and treating people with respect. So when I'm not treated with respect, it bothers me because I know how I treat other people. So I don't expect me from other people any longer. I used to, but what I expect is to be treated with respect, regardless of what I look like regardless of who I am, because the same way I would treat someone else with respect, I feel like I also deserve to be treated with respect. And that's with regard to anyone, family, friends, colleagues, whomever it is. But 
I say that my eyes were open because on Thanksgiving day, I posted a message saying happy Thanksgiving. Some people I know don't celebrate Thanksgiving because of the history that's attached to Thanksgiving. But for many people, they think about their families. It brings back happy memories because that is what they remember about Thanksgiving. But for our native brothers and sisters, Thanksgiving that we were taught in the history books is not what they remember. So when you think about the scars that their family may have endured, it makes you think about things differently. And I thought to myself, wow, while this might be a day, a holiday for some, it's a day of remembrance for others. And from a diversity perspective, I said, you know what? I needed that reminder because it made me think about a lot of things in life. What may be a happy day for some may be a sad day for others. What may be a happy time, the holidays. I used to get sad sometimes during the holidays because I think about the people that are no longer here. For that person who's lost their parent, for that person who's lost a sibling, a friend over the holidays, the holidays may not feel the same anymore. And because it's a day of celebration for me, it doesn't mean that it's always a day of celebration for everyone else. So again, I can't expect everyone else to look at it the same way because I don't have their experience. And so the reason I bring that up is when you think about double standards, it works similarly. We set up separate expectations for certain groups of people and we expect them to follow it because we think that what we're doing is so right or so righteous not realizing that everyone has an experience that's not our own. We cannot walk a mile in someone else's shoes. But oftentimes we may judge other people for an experience we can't see. And it's unfortunate that it takes someone dying for people to realize that, hey, that was a human being. And what I'm going to say is don't make me a martyr. Treat me right while I'm here. Don't wait until I'm gone to say nice things about me or to talk about what I did for you. And I think that goes a long way for everyone. When you think about it, most of us, as Oprah, I believe it was Oprah who said, give me my flowers while I'm here. And if I'm not, if I'm not correct on who, who said that first, um, I apologize for that. But I know that quote stuck with me. Give me my flowers while I'm here. And that's what we should do for other people. Give them their flowers while they're here. Don't wait and mistreat people and lie to them and do things to them that you would not want done to you. Or when people do it to you, you see the mirror, you don't like the reflection. Well, then it might be a good idea to take a step back and say, wait a minute, what did I do to cause the response that I'm receiving? Most people, I don't think they wake up and say, I just want to be negative today. I do recognize, don't get me wrong, that we do wrestle against evil spirits in this world. And that's for sure. But the Bible says we will know them by their fruit. And that's something I have to remember because I am often the person who will trust people until they give me a reason not to trust them. It's seldom that you will find me not trusting someone or not being nice to. Now, granted, I might have my guard up to a degree because I also have to take into account the fact that I am a woman and I might have to make different decisions. But again, that's a double standard. And I saw a post that was so powerful. And it said, instead of telling women 
how to protect themselves from being attacked. How about we teach the attackers how not to attack women? That's not exactly how it said it was in the context of rape. And they were talking about the fact that we might tell women not to go out at night. Make sure you keep your keys in your hand. Make sure that you have someone on the phone or whatever it is that we tell women. But how often are the individuals committing rape? So in this instance, say for instance, it's a man. How often are we telling men not to rape women? Yet we're telling women to take all of these precautions to prevent a rape when literally the catalyst, the fire starter is that person who wants to commit that crime. So we tell people, you know, guard your homes, get your, get these alarms, put all these safety and security measures up to prevent your homes from being broken into. But yet where's the coaching for the thieves to keep them from doing the things that would harm someone else? Again, a double standard. And granted, we know that there's right and wrong in the world. We know that there's evil. And I know that there will never be a perfect situation, but this is just food for thought that double standards do not diminish the reality of the truth. The truth still remains. Just because you choose to ignore it doesn't mean that it changes the facts of the situation. It doesn't change the fact that if you start that fire, ultimately it is your personal responsibility to put it out. You can't get mad at people for not coming to rescue you from the fire that you started for yourself. And oftentimes we may do that. And in the world of diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging, there's something called confirmation bias. And I love this when I used to train diversity, when I was a diversity facilitator, let me rephrase that. But when I was a diversity facilitator, we would talk about confirmation bias. And I love this one example. And it's with regard to going into a restaurant, because we can all relate to that, right? You go into a restaurant. So say, for instance, I am the person going into a restaurant. If the person waiting on me has a bias, that because I am a Black young woman, that I will not tip. So they proceed to give me bad customer service. If I don't tip, in their minds, because they've already stereotyped me from the fact that I walked into that door. I didn't say anything. I didn't, in this example, I, I didn't share that I said anything or anything. I just walked in and I said, if this person believes, so they have a stereotype, they believe that I won't tip. They give me bad service. If I choose not to tip because I had horrible service, they're going to think it's because I'm a young black woman, not because they gave me bad service. And so that could go a long way when you think about the situations that we're in. And this was just one example and not saying that this has happened to me because honestly, I don't know what they're thinking. And I, quite frankly, it's not my business to know what they're thinking or why they're doing what they're doing. I can only judge people by their actions and not judge in the sense that I'm judging, thinking I'm better or more righteous than someone else, but judging how I feel about that interaction because we do have a right to feel how we feel. We have a right to respond how we choose to respond. And what I always like to say is, you can't treat me how you treat me and then also dictate my response. You don't get to do both. So you have a choice. You can choose to treat me with respect. You can choose to be honest to, with me. You can choose certain things, but I also can make a choice for myself. And all of us 
have a responsibility to ourselves to be confident and make decisions with conviction regarding what we need for ourselves. And there's nothing wrong with that. The same way other people make choices for themselves. So when you think about those situations where people may put you in a situation or they may cast judgment on you and then they treat you according to their judgment, not because of anything you've done. And if you respond in kind or in line (laughs) with the way you've been treated and they don't like it, I love to say, look in the mirror. And that mirror may reflect back on you the exact energy you've been giving out. So when you think about energies, when you think about double standards, when you think about how you operate in this thing called life, I know life isn't fair, but I feel like it's a poor excuse for some people to mistreat others and then say, well, life isn't fair. Well, guess what? If other people treated you the same way you treat them, would you say life isn't fair then? Or would you say that you're getting what you deserve? So I think when we take a step back and we really look at things from that perspective, it will make us see people as people, as human beings deserving of respect, deserving of love, deserving of all those things that we ourselves want. So I'm so passionate about this message because it's something that I feel we've lost as a society. And I don't even know if we've ever had it because ever since evil and good existed. But I, I, what I do know and what I do believe is the word, we are overcomers. And one of the scriptures that I noted for this particular show is 1 John chapter 4, 1 through 6. And I'm reading from the King James Version. And it says, beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby know ye the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesseth, confesseth, excuse me, not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of the Antichrist. Where of ye have heard that it should come and even now already is in the world. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And I like to rephrase that to greater is that he is in me than he that is in the world. He lives in us. They are of the world. Therefore speak they of the world and the world heareth them. We are of God. He that knoweth God heareth us. He that is not of God heareth not us. Hereby know we the spirit of truth in the spirit of error. There are a lot of false prophets. There are a lot of people who claim to be Christians, but when we look at their actions and how they operate, it might make you question it. There were a lot of slave owners who claimed to be Christians, but they had no problem with regard to how they treated other human beings. They had no problem feeling like it was okay for them to die, but those same individuals would have a problem if the same thing happened to their families. And so... I think when people really take a step back, if you're okay with the thing, be okay with the thing, but call it what it is. Own your stuff and also own how you treat other people. And if more people took a step back to put themselves in the shoes of the people that they oppress or the people that they mistreat, 
I think this world would be a better place because individuals would realize if I don't want this happening to my family, if I don't want someone touching my son, if I don't want someone touching my daughter, then I need to keep my hands to myself. It seems like literally things that you learn in grade school that people struggle with today. They feel like it's okay for me to do X, Y, and Z, but yet they have a problem with A, B, and C. You can't have a problem with it if you think it's okay for you to do what you do, but not allow other people to do what they do. And heaven forbid, if they reciprocate the energy that you give out, if you give that back, they can't handle it. But the reason I call this confidence restored is because for me, I feel like God is doing a work in me where I am working on not allowing people to get under my skin, not allowing people to shift who I am, allowing my light to shine. And I encourage each of you to do that too. And I actually posted something the other day and I'll read it to you. When I saw the quote, I don't know who wrote the original quote, but I said, oh my gosh, this is the quote. And it says, due to personal reasons, I will be shining brightly and unapologetically for the foreseeable future. And you can bet on that. So when I think about my confidence being restored, what I will say is I will not dim my light. I will not change who I am to fit a mold for other people. I will continue to be unapologetically me. And I encourage each and every one of you, whoever's supposed to hear this, I think will, but I encourage you to be unapologetically you. That being said, when you are unapologetically you, remember how you show up for other people. Remember how you treat other people. And if you're getting back a response that you don't like, think to yourself, what could I do different? Is there something that I did that created the response that I'm getting. I know for myself, oftentimes I'm a little too nice. And I used to hear that all the time, but I didn't get it at first, but now I'm starting to get it. You give people an inch and they take a mile. You give them a couple inches, they take a couple miles, sometimes more. But I'm getting, I'm personally tired of that. I'm, I'm personally tired of individuals because they see that you're kind, think that you're weak. And so I'm, not weak by any stretch of the imagination, but sometimes you have to remind individuals of who you are. You have to be confident in knowing who you are and whose you are, where you can speak up and you can be who you are boldly and unapologetically. And so for anyone that's listening to this, who you're fighting the struggle on a daily basis or weekly or however often it comes up because of who you are, just because it's a double standard, just because it's someone else's standard, it doesn't mean that has to be who you subscribe to. You don't have to be what they call you. You be who you are. And if who you are doesn't fit their mold, there's a reason why there's billions of people in the world. Guess what? You might not be everyone's taste and that's okay. I know I'm not, and that's fine. I'm finally coming to a place in my life where I'm okay with the people who choose me. And I'm okay with setting boundaries for myself where if they don't choose me, it's okay. But guess what I know how to do? Move out of the way. And you know what that rhymes. <laughs> so if they don't choose you, it's okay. Know what to do, move out of the way. And keep 
holding on and trusting and believing that what's for you will be for you. No devil in hell can stop the blessings that God has on your life unless you let him and not him in a sense of a man, but unless you let the devil and that devil can come in many forms. That devil can come in the form of your thoughts. That devil could be you stopping yourself, could be you self-sabotaging. That devil could be other people speaking word curses over your life. That devil could be whatever it is that's stopping you from fulfilling your full potential. But the one thing I do know is the devil can test us. He can tempt us, but he can't kill us because he doesn't have the authority unless we decide to walk out of, out of the will of God. And I'm choosing to continue to try my best to walk this walk and do what I have to do to walk the walk and talk the talk. So I will never disrespect someone. I, it's like, I am not the type of person to just go off and yell at people or talk about people. That's not my personality. But when I start to see myself changing because of how other people treat me, then I take a step back and I say, wait a minute, regroup. This is not who you are. That's who they are. You don't change who you are because of them. You continue to shine bright. You continue to shine apologetically because your light is disturbing their darkness. Never allow someone's darkness to disturb your light. You continue to shine. You shine bright. You shine confident. And you know who you are, regardless of the situation. You speak up for yourself. And as my great-grandmother said, don't be a piano. <laughs> don't get played, okay? So on that note, people, I just want you to be encouraged. I want you to know that whatever you're facing, whatever you're hearing, don't let it get in your spirit. Don't let it consume you. Because let me tell you, I am fighting that battle right now. It's so funny. I want to focus on confidence and I want to encourage people because I realize when you have confidence, AKA when your faith and your hope and your belief is up here, you can accomplish anything. But as it slowly gets knocked down, you start to doubt yourself. And that's exactly what the enemy wants. He wants you to doubt yourself. He wants me to doubt myself. And I said, no, Satan, not today. Not today. We are not doubting. We are believing and we are achieving. We're doing what God called us to do. Even if everyone doesn't agree, even if everyone doesn't get it, you're not going to be for everyone, but you will be for someone. So the affirmation today is just that you may not be for everyone, but you will be for someone. And that someone, it starts with you recognizing who you are, remembering whose you are and doing what God called you to do because you are here for a reason. And just because other people have double standards and just because they don't get it doesn't mean that God cannot accomplish his will in your life. So know that, know that he will not let you down. You are not forsaken and that his word will not come back to him void. So know that I thank you each and every week. Our guests thank you each and every week that you tune in and you listen to this show. If this has blessed your spirit, please be sure to share this message with someone else in hopes of it encouraging them to increase their confidence and realize who they are and whose they are. Have a blessed evening. And until next time, keep on keeping on. 
Thank you for tuning in to another live taping of the Confidence Restored podcast by CC America. We are grateful that you tune in week after week and join us for testimonies of faith, inspiration, and transformation. Please be sure to rate, comment, and subscribe, and let others know that you are listening to the Confidence Restored podcast. You can also now buy us a coffee to show appreciation at buymeacoffee.com forward slash CC America. Until next time, be blessed.